California beaches. California beaches. Jeebies creebies. Jiminy Cricket. Totally effing podcasting from a couch from a couch it's so comfortable you know i'm not used to this i'm used to uncomfortable foreign chairs <laughs> oh no yes foreign chairs yeah no you can't have it can't have it no i like i'm usually i find some sort of desk and i sit there and i record on on my laptop but here the laptop's in the lap we've got mics on stands pointing at us it's it's very relaxing it's much more casual i like it and this is this is your you record podcasts, so you've you've recorded a million podcasts right in this spot, right? Am I just like the grooves from previous people are worn in, and I'm just the next guest to yeah. be in your your place? I'm in your place, Byron. You're here. You're at my apartment. Oh, I'm sorry, my studio. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, you're your at, bachelor pad. No, you're at my studio here in the cradle of show business, Culver <laughs> City. That's right. Um, but no, Byron, I've never recorded physically in this space before. Oh, you're the first. What? I know. Oh my gosh. Well, it's going to be, they're going to be writing about this for decades. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Our second LA pod in two weeks. And, and, and the second one live, uh, which is, which is great. Yeah. I'm still here. I'm not traveling yet. I I'm, I'm a bit indecisive. I'm not sure where I should go next. I've been looking, well, we, I should talk about it with you yeah. instead of just like, like ruminating about myself in the dark, but I've been thinking about Central America. So like Yucatan Peninsula, Tulum, Mexico, and then doing Belize and Honduras and El Salvador, places like that. Cause flights are cheap. And uh, I'm not a rich man, Landon. I mean, but uh, you're an influencer. You're a <laughs> you're a mega you're a mega influencer star. So that's true. But I don't like asking people for free stuff, which is a problem for what I'm trying to See, do. This is, this is this is the key influencer trait that Ugh. you need to embrace. You need to get on the horn. I know. You need to get down to some of those uh, uh, big time resorts in Tulum and say, listen. I'm a I'm a big old influencer. Here's I have fourteen thousand followers on Instagram. It's not, not <laughs> I have Instagram a good amount account. of people. I just I'm They'll clinging give you like a night or two. I'm clinging to my honor, my dignity for some reason. Um but I would I but I would happily trade that to to stay at a nice hotel in Tulum for free. Yeah, for so sure. So what am I doing? And I, I think that's definitely out. I think that's one hundred percent possible. Yeah. So my concerns about going down there, if I'm going to all these countries that like every every place might look similar or the same or that the vibes wouldn't be different. It also seems kind of dangerous. There's there's high murder rates in these places. You know, there's there's sort of advisories and don't take public transportation. I've talked to friends and this is not just, you know, worse me going worst case scenario. I've talked to friends who said they, you know, they were in Belize and didn't feel that safe. Right. Um, but another thing I want to do is maybe reach out to the tourism boards of these places and say, Hey, I'm thinking about coming down. You know, I would like to do maybe this kind of route. So I don't know. I'm also, I, I'm, I'm an indecisive person at times and, and I like being home. I like being in LA. All my friends are here. <laughs> well, you've been, you were on the road there for a little bit, so it's good to take some time and, and, and recuperate, yes. rest, plan, figure out what your next move is, and then head off into whatever the next thing that you want to do is. I think that's fine. Also, right. I would say, Hey, 
This is uh, this is your platform. You've got an audience. If anybody has any recommendations or uh, or suggestions, they could definitely uh, reach out to you for that. I know I know my followers, and they're going to say India to me because <laughs> oh, I just mean about Central America. Like <laughs> oh, let's oh, let's oh, like let's okay. stay let's stay <laughs> focused in like, like every every week. I get Byron. When are you coming to India? When are you coming to Delhi? I'm like I'm I'm working on it. It's very far away. It's about as far away yeah, from LA as that, humanly possible. That seems like a trip that it like needs some actual planning and some you know some I strategy do it, around. Though. It looks so cool, right? Anyway, which you'll get there. I'm I mean, ahead. all in I'm good time. Getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. The other thing is I have all this stuff that I've done and I've, I've slacked off on like editing and, and the pushing content out and I'm, I'm bad about it when I'm home. I'm really bad at, about it when I'm traveling. So part of me wants to give myself a little more time to catch up on stuff, the YouTube videos and things like that yeah. before I start, you know, creating more content and stuff. So clear the backlog, if you will. Also, okay, so this is a, maybe a different question, maybe for another show or I don't know what, but while, while we're here, we may as well talk about it. Do you have like a strategy when you go into a place for like production? Because so you have your like, you've got, you you know that you have to make posts, you have to make videos, you've got a drone situation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the situation is when it crashes, right? Right, <laughs> but yes, right. But I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts to that. Yeah, and this has actually changed in the past. In my past trip to Europe, when I went to Ukraine, when I went to Poland, and those places, because the first year and a half where I was traveling, I didn't think about YouTube at all. I shot everything uh, vertically. And for the Instagram stories and right. for Instagram, and I would take Instagram pictures. But now I'm thinking about YouTube. So now everywhere I'm documenting, I'm kind of documenting any, everything twice because I want cool stuff for YouTube and experiences for that and the footage to put together a dynamic, cool video. But I also want to still share this stuff on Instagram and it's weird. You know, I hate when people put up the horizontal <laughs> videos on Instagram. I'll do it oh, sometimes yeah. if I have nothing else, but... So I'm trying to do everything twice or, or trying to experience things twice so that I could film them both ways. So that's just it's just a lot. It's just a lot. I feel like that it's like one of those you're kind of you, <laughs> you kind of can't win because like some people, like you said, if you see the, the horizontal or the I guess the proper way of like taking a video on Instagram and it's not in the square mm-hmm. format or yeah. the aspect ratio horizontal. Yeah. Or then people get like upset about it or something yeah. but then on the other hand if you take video for any other purpose any other place right uh, it's gonna look good yeah and tiktok you can just throw it up and no one cares right tiktok is just like the trash you throw at the wall and i'm, I'm not saying it's trash i'm saying Uh-oh. like you just fling it out there don't come at me tiktok heads <laughs> but you you do you like you throw it out there and if it's good it's like oh it's fine but some for some reason the same the same stuff is offensive if it's like on your stories horizontal i don't know yeah whatever but anyway, it's fine. excuses. I'm full of excuses. It's ridiculous. That's kind of what the whole thing is. But uh, either way, <laughs> Central America, that's sort of where because I think that's like an easy, easy. I mean, like you said, it's it's relatively cheap to get there from here. Yeah. And it's something that you can kind of do without pre-planning too much because sure, sure. you can kind of go in a. Yeah. And they, they have buses that go from yeah. country to country, which seems you know, if people aren't on, you're saying don't go on public transportation. That's the other thing. If people are saying don't go on public transportation, that's how I get around when I'm traveling places. So I don't want to be limited when I go there. But 
it could also just be super overblown and it's not that bad. The You're one- telling me that you don't show up <laughs> to a place and get, you know, I need to get my Countach rental <laughs> right away so I can. No, not right. Because I'm not asking for it. Saying <laughs> that's I'm, I'm not demanding this it from people. Hey, you want me to look good in your car for a week driving around uh, Guatemala City? Let's go. Um, And then, you know, I don't know, the travel advisories, too, that I look at. There's only one of those countries that has a reconsider travel. Hmm. Well, to be fair, they all say do not travel because of COVID. (laughs) Uh But it's like, all right. Yeah, yeah, but that's just a blanket. That's a COVID blanket. So it's like, okay, you should be able on the Department of State website, you should be able to toggle off like, okay. But other than COVID, is it safe to go to this place? You know what I mean? It's just as dangerous at the supermarket here yeah, right. than going somewhere. So Nicaragua was the only one where they said reconsider travel, hmm. which is not do not travel, you know, for like terrorism or something right. like uh, Iraq or Syria is do not travel. But that one says reconsider travel because of uh, like you can't get like trouble getting medical care and um, it was something like, like variant, variant enforcement of laws or something. So okay, they, yeah. they, they like, like, sometimes they don't follow the laws. We're not going to guarantee <laughs> that you're going to get, oh, habeas corpus, it, we'll say. Exactly, uh, exactly. And, uh, yeah, but I don't know, but part of me, but part of me, the stubborn part of me is like, well, I'm doing all these countries. I'm not going to not do Nicaragua. And I feel like, you know. Cut to my hostage video. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Hey, guys, this is totally effing lost. Uh, <laughs> Coming to you from a basement in a jungle. Right. Uh, I'm being treated pretty well. Yeah. Uh, you know, all that's good. Yeah. So, but my default is that this stuff is overblown, that most places are safe for for people, especially, you know, I don't know, as an American, I, I do feel, and it might be false sense of protection. I was going to say, is that a, <laughs> is that a, is it good or bad? Yeah. Right. Right. And also <laughs> does your, for lack of a better word, uh, cavalier attitude, right. <laughs> uh, does that, does that benefit you or is that maybe uh, a liability? The worst. So I, I'm, we probably talked about this on the Istanbul pod. Uh, but th- that was also our third podcast that we did mm-hmm. in March of 2019 in the d- different world. But the only time that I really felt not safe was in Istanbul. And this guy was kind of came up to me. He's talking to me, he spoke good English. He's like, oh, I'll show you around a little bit. I'm like, all right, go around. He's like, oh, let me show you our, our, the, the family rug store. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. Whatever. Check it out. And so we went, we kind of walked away from the main area, still in sort of the old town. And he's like, yeah, come on in. The rugs are in here. And we walk in and it, and it's like four guys in there and they shut the door behind me. And I was like, oh, I fucked up. Like, I got to buy is, a rug. Right. And the, the rugs were, the rugs were like $3,000. Right, right. So, and I had no way there's like, we ship them. I'm like, uh, yeah, I get it, but it's. It's right. not a shipping issue. It's a I'm poor issue, which is it's prevalent today. Can I join your rug club and yeah. you just send me a rug every yeah. quarter? Do I have to help you make rugs now to, <laughs> to get out of here? But that was the only time during my all of my travels that I felt like I put myself in a situation that I would not be able to get out of right. if they if they didn't want me to. But, yeah, even driving on the mountain road 
to in Albania with you fall yeah, off the right. cliff. That was like, well, this is the enemy I see, <laughs> you know, smash cut to you in Nicaragua going, this bus goes to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. On. And also, which we talked about when I was in Istanbul is I, I guess I give off the American vibe because people would just, you know, Turkish Turkish people would just chant USA at me in the streets before even talking to me, just looking at me. So I I can't I don't think I hide it. I hide it very well. (laughs) It's time to, like, learn some German or something. Yeah, right. Right. That would be. Or Yeah. The Canadian is like, oh, wow. There you go. There you go. Sandinistas, eh? (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah. So I don't know. So I'm I'm in a, a bit of flux. Uh, for all the reasons I said, but I, I've been trying to stay active here. Um, not in, not in like a physical sense, of course, but no, of course I, I trying to continue the spirit of adventure that would, that we, uh, that we had last week. And, um, I've got good friends, Landon, you of course, but, uh, also non-theater friends who, who I do have friends outside of the theater where we met. Um, my friends uh, Paul and Tyler, who I uh, went to high school with here in Los Angeles, and um, they and their wives and their kids—they they have real. Even though they're too younger than me, they're they're actually adults and not like gallivanting around the world. And they uh, have like lives, lives, right. real jobs, Families, children, right? Wives. Res- responsibility. Yeah, they're right. responsible for other human beings. Mm, no, not not in my cup of tea. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking out for this guy, number one. Um, but no, so they, uh, it's just a different vibe with them. I, I love hanging out with them. Um, but you know, there's kids around and that's, that's super fun, especially cause they're not mine and I'm not responsible for them. Right. But so they, they like to go camping and are you, do you like camping at all? I have camped twice. Right. So no. <laughs> <laughs> When did you camp? I'm curious. Okay, so at the very start of the pandemic, the last time I went camping, the the very start of the pandemic. Quarantine went, doesn't get like, no, I, no, I went camping in my apartment no, for two weeks. It wasn't that. It was up in, uh, oh man, I'm going to forget the town, but it's like uh, Central Coast-ish, but it was more inland. It was like uh, Santa Barbara County or something like that. Like um, Ojai or something? Or? Ish, but okay. further than Ojai. Okay. And not there was nothing around. Like We were literally in a valley. Uh, between you know some some mountains some hills basically, okay. uh, but it was it was it was cool. It was just out tents. Yeah, tents. Right. Uh huh. And it, the the site itself was being groomed for like uh, what is there's like a there's a camping site that people go to that's like sort of an Airbnb for campsites and I can't remember what it's called. Oh, interesting. But, uh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. But they 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 were grooming this whole campground to be that and so they were gonna have like some like facilities and some real real minor stuff but they didn't have any of it at the time right so it was just it was just tents and stuff that's cool it was cool it was it was actually very cool yeah yeah it's very fun in small doses i too am not a camper <laughs> this uh this would probably be my second time camping okay. as well yeah the first time being when i was 10 or 11 in cub scouts yeah and we went out for like a weekend um but so, okay, so going back to this, Tyler, Paul, their wives, Jenny and Ari, uh, their kids, uh, they, they, they booked this campground and they asked if I wanted to come cause I was going to be, uh, around and I said, Oh, not really my vibe, but this will be fun. It'll be fun to spend time, you know, all of us together. 
And they said, uh, great. And I said, where is it? And they said, it's Thornhill Broom Beach, which is up at Point Magoo, which is about 45 minutes to an hour drive straight up the coast. You go past Malibu and there's this Point Magoo that kind of sticks out. There's a Navy base there. They fi- they shoot off uh, uh, like secret satellites from there sometimes, <laughs> which I was driving up the coast one time and saw and it was dope. It was so cool. And so they're like, it's on this beach. I was like, okay, so how does it work? You just like we have a spot on the beach. It's like, yeah, there's all these plots. Basically, we've got two plots next to each other. You park and then you just have that spit of sand and that's ours. So we have it for two nights. Great. And I said, this sounds pretty. Is it expensive? How does it work? And they're like, it's not. It's like 36 bucks per person or per car. Um, But it is much sought after. So they had actually booked this six months ago. Oh, wow. And they, they you have to like be aware. You have to really intend to do it. So I, I think Jenny went on the website at 7 a.m. six months earlier because that's when the spots open up mm-hmm. and then they're gone within, uh, you know, 20 minutes or something. Right. So they had done this way before. And so I said, great. So uh, I'd, I'd gone to a nice dinner and uh, I, I roll up. Uh, late and uh, my friend Paul, who's just just one of the greatest guys you'll ever know, had set up all three tents because Tyler and his crew weren't there either because he was working. So uh, so Paul had set up all three tents on the beach and like the the full food table and they had a mini grill and there's a campfire there's a campfire fire pit um, and it set everything up. Like what a what a baller, what a hero, what an actual that's what a man looks like. All right, my friend Paul. And uh so it's great. So we roll in and then you just hang out and you're on a beach. And I was there before uh, after the sunset, so it was all dark, but we started a fire and we sat around and and just hung out. Kids went to bed and it was just super super fun. Booze, of course, lots of booze. Sure. And then I crawled into my tent. I <laughs> so so they have two giant tents. That's for the the the, the um, them and their you know their kids. They all sleep in one tent, and then I got the the small tent, which I was told was usually a play tent for where the children's toys would live. <laughs> but since I was coming, that was this was now my my uh, yeah. my my studio on the beach, yeah. if you will. We'll put Byron in the uh, in the toy tent. <laughs> Be in the toy tent, yeah, which is entirely appropriate. <laughs> That'll be totally fine. Entirely appropriate, but it was really cool. So you wake up and you, well, you go to sleep hearing the waves, which are right there, and then in the morning, you wake up when you do, and you open the thing, and you just look out, and it's just the beach, and it was a cool, misty day, and the clouds were kind of coming in off the point. It was great. And then, uh, yeah, we hung out all day, threw football around, just uh, hung out and enjoyed being on a beach. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's like what camping is. I think, well, you know, beach camping is something that is uh, that's, you know, that's what that that's what that is. Beach camping. Right. And I think that's part of it. That's, it was that's really nice. And I don't like sand, which was a problem. Oh, OK, but well, then that's different. I left my shoes in the car. And I just walked around with socks and then. <laughs> I think I like threw those socks in the ocean afterwards because I'm like these socks will never not have these sand. Will never be right. I can't have I can't have them near me in my bag. I can't have them near me. Um, 
Yes, but uh, uh, bathrooms, it's a porta potty situation. They have okay. porta potty yeah, stations, sure. um, which was good. Firewood, right by the entrance, there's a um, an RV and a shack. And I think the people that sell the firewood live in the in the RV. I think it's just I got a crunchy beach vibe from them. And you go and you buy firewood and resupply the the fire pit. And it's just a it's just a good old time that I'm glad we were only doing for two nights because yeah, there the people next to us were there for five nights. That's a lot. I and mean, they had an RV and everything, but still, why? Yeah, okay. Well, that's different. I mean, yeah, that's true. There's also those people that car camp. Uh, I've known some of these car campers. What's this? Well, it's like you, you go to these places and then instead of sleeping in a tent, mm. you have your car and you have stuff in your car right. that you, you've set up your car in a way that like you put the seats down and then you've got this this like mat that goes over the, the seats that are down. And it becomes a bed. And so that it's a little bit sense. different. And then your your shelter is your car. That makes sense. Which is, you know, fine. But then it's like hey, you're sleeping in your car. Yeah. But like, no, I'm camping. Like, are you? No, you're just you're just kind of sleeping Are in your you? car. Um, but a great experience. We did s'mores. Uh, we we went out. Uh, we did it for lunch. We went to this um, this like the only the only restaurant within fifty miles. You know, on this stretch of of sand, uh, and it was great. And it was a big biker a big biker stop because bikers just love going up and down the PCH. Because why wouldn't you Pacific yeah. Coast Highway? And so it's just us and then not like Hell's Angels. Like no. this is like kind of wannabe Hell's Angels <laughs> where they're wearing, you know, it's like they're wearing leather jackets, but they say just Yamaha. Like, uh, is it like old dogs, wild hogs situation? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not sure which exactly, one it is. Exactly. Like uh, motorcycle hobbyists, not yeah. not like way of life. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was very good. Just a just a greasy plate of seafood ride to live live to nap <laughs> yeah my other motorcycle is a cat um <laughs> but uh but yeah so that was fun and then um and then jenny uh, cooked us uh chili at, at night and we all we had chili and, and s'mores by the campfire i'll say that time. like camp like camp food can be like everybody thinks camp food as like uh you know whatever yeah. hot dogs or something which which is totally fine sure. but if you do camping right and again I've only been twice but <laughs> but that but that first time uh the first time I went the one of the people in our in our party he was like a a chef like mm. he he uh knew how to cook right and so he had prepped a bunch of stuff and that night he had prepped the first night it was an eggplant parmesan wow. for uh for our meal and so they just like they prepped everything they kept it in and then you would go and heat it up on the campfire mm-hmm. and so it had this like because it was heated on the campfire it had this like smoky yes. you know it was like this smoky like like outdoor authentic. like grilled eggplant parmesan it was incredible mm-hmm. and it was like i'm outside eating eggplant parmesan and this is wonderful yeah, this is like I'm, I feel alive. I'm, this isn't I'm, like a can of beans that uh, <laughs> yeah. that I that I have set in the campfire. New York City, <laughs> get a rope. Uh, I would like to do the city slickers thing. They do that right, like yeah. uh, like uh, like old west for city folk. Like a dude, dude ranch type dude situation. Ranch, yeah, yeah, I think that would be fun. Rope some calves or whatever. You'd, it sounds like you'd be good at it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would. 
Uh, so camping was great. Uh, thank you um, uh, to to Paul and Tyler and Jenny and Ari for uh, for being for being cool and and it's it's weird. It's weird to know normal people that that have normal <laughs> lives. And uh, yeah, I don't camping know. Camping is also there's a lot of gear that's cool. Like I like yeah. all the gear. Everything that they figure out. Like oh no, this is uh, you've got this one thing, but it's a you know you've got a spoon and a fork and a knife. <laughs> Everything's there oh, for the you. Gadget. Yeah, yeah, all the, the gadget, gadget stuff. Utens- we didn't have that. We didn't. Have I the know. Gadget yeah, you utensil. don't. You probably don't need it. But no, but it was. Uh, I get what you're saying. Tent but. technology is cool. Like, <laughs> yes. All yes. this. You know. You. It's. There's a lot of. You can it spend a lot good. of time in an REI. I guess is what I'm saying. You can. They're big. They're huge. Uh, they're big. Um, but yeah, so and on the way back, I, I passed a West Channel Road, and this is it's very strange. It's very strange. This is just north of Santa Monica, basically between Santa Monica and there's a place called Pacific Palisades. And I grew up in in between both of these places, going back and forth. And in between, there's a canyon called I believe it's called Rustic Canyon, and. Uh, there's a, uh, there's a, like a man-made Creek that kind of runs through it. And then you're on the ocean and then PCH is right there. So going to school every single day in high school, I would drive down West channel road, left on PCH, go past the ocean and then go to the high school at seven in the morning. And there's these restaurants there and I would always make fun of them cause they always look kind of s- silly. Uh, one is called the golden bull uh-huh. steakhouse, which and it's we'd make fun of it because it has a yellow, like a mustard yellow and ketchup red sign that says Golden Bull, established 1949. It just seems like a kind of a ridiculous place. And I'd never been there in years. Thousands of times I've driven past it. But on this block in West, uh, West Channel Road, you have the Golden Bull. You have Cafe Delfini, which is um, sort of uh, very classy Italian food, you know, 20 to $30 entrees. Giorgio Baldi, which is like five star, super expensive Italian food. Uh, Shore Bar is right there. Tallulah's is right there, which is by the people who did this famous restaurant called Rustic Canyon. Anyway, pound for pound or square foot for square foot, you will not find a block in Los Angeles that has more nice restaurants. And it's a place that really goes under the radar. However, celebrities love this place, especially Giorgio Baldi. I'd say 25% of the paparazzi pictures that you see of celebrities in Us Weekly or whatnot are taken on this street. We have celebrities going in and out of these restaurants. So it's one of those places. So last night, my friend Nicole, who knows all about restaurants and stuff, she says, we're going to go to the Golden Bull. And I said, that's great. I've never been. I've made fun of it endlessly. And uh, we went and it's the inside is kind of that old school vibe, but they they don't even really have that open during the, the pandemic, they took their parking lot and right. they turned it into this like sleek looking, beautiful wooden outdoor yeah. patio. It's nice. And we had dinner there. I had a nice filet mignon because I'm like, well, if we're going for it, let's go for a great glass of wine. And uh, it was awesome. So Golden Bull, I'm sorry for making fun of you. All those years as I passed. Do you, you feel a little robbed of being inside and the inside experience in those places because they are so weird and old inside? You know, a little bit, but you know, uh, 
I also don't want to rob my uh, respiratory system of function. I guess that's so. I I, mean, sure. I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was okay to to take a pass on that for now. I went at the start of the pandemic, and it was before they. Ma- I think it was it was before anybody knew that it was going to be a, a more lengthy thing. Ugh. So like that parking lot. They had made that into a a dining area, mm. but it wasn't as nice as it is now. I mean, they, it was nice. They like they put down like astroturf and stuff, but right. like, but right. it, they didn't have like the wood stuff on up there yet. But it was it was yeah. cool. It was still cool that they used that parking lot. It's good, and then they they they're just everyone's gonna keep it that way because right. people like outdoor dining. Yeah, especially here. There's no literally no reason not to. <laughs> it rains ten days a year. One of my favorite. Uh, uh, one of my favorite facts ever. I'm um, been you've been to a Dodger game, right? Dodger yeah. Stadium. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, Dodger Stadium is great. I'm excited. Baseball season just started. I'm excited to go go to games. It's very like uh, you're in an episode of Mad Men when you go to Dodger Stadium because it was built in the '60s. It's been updated, but it still has that vibe. You go to the top, you can see downtown LA. You can see the, the tree line. Um, hold on, I'm gonna look this up so I get, don't get my Dodgers facts oh, right. Yeah, because those Dodger, mm-hmm. the, the Dodger folks, mm-hmm. they'll really come mm-hmm. at you. You think the TikTok heads are bad? The Dodger heads. Yeah, well, wait till you hear from the North Macedonians, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yikes! Let's. Uh, okay. I mean, oh, okay. They're so rough. Here we go. Okay, because it, it did rain last week. Did, it, it did. I was, was gonna that, say we're we're almost at our our was that ten day for you? quota. Okay, okay, let's go. Uh, I love it when it rains. Okay, all right, this is fantastic. In the 53-year history of Dodger Stadium, and it started uh, in 1965, there have been rainouts where the game has been canceled by rain 17 times. Huh. 17 times. And see, that's even a little bit more than I would think, actually. But I guess in how many years did you say? 53? 53. Yeah, that's, that's not a lot. That is, uh, it is not a lot because it doesn't rain here. So, so back to my point, have outdoor dining everywhere. It never rains. Right. And it's always warm. That's right. <laughs> it's not like, well, but those frigid winters, like, no, it's always, nope, it's fine between 62 and 78, pretty much 320 days a year here. That's one of the, and that was one of my complaints about a place like, oh, say Austin, which I'm very familiar with. Mm-hmm. And Austin, there's almost nothing but outdoor dining. But it's 110 degrees for a good portion of the year. Right. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, I would love to go eat barbecue, like like hot meat. (laughs) Like the the sauce, like dripping down your fingers. Like, I want to be sticky and hot. That's what I really want. Yeah. Uh huh. But yeah. here, yeah, it's it's nice all year round. So why are the winters? What are the winters in Austin like? Does it get cold? Yeah, it gets chilly. Yeah, it gets cold. Like a desert. Cold like here or like. Cold no, light. colder, colder. Ugh. Yeah, it gets colder. Woof. There's like weather stuff. Wow, weather stuff. <laughs> yeah. There's Fascinating. Weather. There's weather. Uh, all right, uh, Landon, we're doing a show together tonight. Yeah, that's right. Not this show. No. We're doing a different show that we don't get paid for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at MI's Westside Comedy Theater, we've mentioned it before because it is beloved to both of us, but uh, uh, no joke, April 1st, is their anniversary of being a theater. They opened April 1st, 2019. I joined the theater in February of 2010. You said 2019, but Mm, Oh no, that's that's incorrect. It's very wrong. Very wrong. (laughs) Uh, April 1st, 2009. There you go. 2009. Cool. (laughs) So three years. Congrats. Uh, No, April 1st, 2009. I joined in uh, February, 2010. 
Um, and it was a very different place back then. There was no bar. The whole place just looked very different. And so uh, a few days ago, April 1st, they celebrated. We, we, I'm a part of it. You're you a are part, part of it. it. Celebrated the 13th anniversary on uh, April 1st, 2022, uh, which is quite a feat. That's given very, given uh, how hard it is in normal circumstances <laughs> to keep a comedy theater open, but especially in pandemic times. Uh, and there's a, our friend, Chris Gorbos, one of my good friends, uh, hoisted it on his back and kept that place going. Uh, so props, props to him. And uh, it's a wonderful place. We met because of that place. Yeah, uh, It has a great, great shows every single night, a great uh, inexpensive bar. And more than the comedy, it's the the people in the community, which they have strived uh, to maintain and expand in a really uh, in a really um, wholesome way, I think. Yeah. And uh, Los Angeles is not much of a um, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school here to say that it's not much of a theater town. I'm sure that there are people who would maybe balk at we're that. a movie town baby right yeah exactly but i mean like live stuff and of course there's there's sure. there's incredible live theater i'm not saying that as the quality of the theater is bad sure i'm saying that the people it's tough sometimes to get people out and uh going to things yes attending things there's a lot of competition there's a lot of other things that are vying for people's attention so i feel like um a thing that sets west side comedy theater apart is that experience for the the customer for the for the the person coming in and yeah. having a good time and and it's not only seeing a show in an environment that is very conducive to comedy up close and you're right there but also having the bar there and it, it being kind of a cool location it's in an alley behind the promenade so but like a good one but it, yeah right but it, so it's you know it's kind of it feels like it's, it's an like alley a off of a major sh- pedestrian shopping yes, thoroughfare, yes. and it's well lit. You never feel right, uh, you know, in danger or anything. No, no, Not like I will be. But it kind of adds weeks. to the yeah, right. Getting on a bus, like the to speakeasy Chicago vibe in Nicaragua. <laughs> yeah, like the speakeasy vibe. It's like oh, yeah. this is like uh, this is our little secret kind of kind of deal. That's right. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're doing Mission Improbable, the the marquee uh, uh, improv short form show at the theater. Um, so I don't know. You'll probably post this in an hour or two or yeah, what probably. do you think? Great. So if you're listening, so if you listen to this right now, <laughs> right now, and you are <laughs> in the next two or three hours, we will be on stage. We're going on stage at 10 PM right. tonight. So you've got time. April 2nd, 2022. Now, if you're listening to this after that time period, which most of you are right, then you missed it. You and missed it. Too bad. However, you can always go onto any social media, find Westside Comedy Theater. Yes. Uh, Westsidecomedy.com is Correct. the website. And uh and and find other shows. But I think it's a good place to highlight because again, yeah, it's been thirteen years and obviously the last two have been incredibly challenging and for every venue that exists, but uh it's it's just nice that they were able to pull through and uh, remain a, a source for uh, a great experience for both comedians and for people wanting to see comedy. Yeah. And they did not have the outdoor dining option, you know, <laughs> no. first off it's an alley, so there's no real estate <laughs> and uh, uh, improv outdoors is 
really, really tough. When we are touring, uh, we do this show on the road as well. This is the you know basically the same show we do at, at colleges. When we're touring, it's in our rider that we don't do shows outside because it, you just completely lose the focus and, and your energy is just scattered off into the ether. So yeah, uh, it's it's very tough. So to pull it off and, and stay indoors is uh, quite the feat. And now, it, you know, even as we, you know, we we're talking about like there's still these travel advisories everywhere. COVID's not going away. No. It's not, it's not a, it's not an eliminated thing or a solved problem. However, it feels, yeah, go ahead. It, 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 I, what I was going to say is that in, in LA, at least, uh, it feels like things are now finally in terms of people going out and doing things carefully and safely. I feel like that's been happening, uh, especially at the, at the beginning of this year, it's just ramped up and up and up in terms of feeling like almost if you squint your eyes, uh, it almost feels like 2019. I think it feels almost completely normal right now. Yeah. Like no one's wearing masks inside. Uh, I always have my masks on, uh, sure. on me. Mask, just one mask. I don't bring multiple. <laughs> but I always have it masks. on me. I always will put it on when I walk in the door. It's it's they're literally like for show at this point, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Oh, I walked in and I have the mask on and then I go to the table and I sit down or I'm on stage. Well, and, and a lot of places, you know, you have to have your vaccination record. And that's true, else. which is so great. Like, so that's good. And and the vaccination rate is very high in Los Angeles. So that's that's that tends to be good. Right. Um, but it, it's felt the past three weeks, I'd say, have felt almost normal. Yeah. I think so, too. Which is weird. And now there's this new variant coming, of course, but uh, we'll, well, we'll... that's not going to stop. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, we're going to continue to have that stuff. And as long as we keep, you know, coming at things carefully and vigilantly, I feel like that's good. Yeah. And, you know, Byron, you're going to find yourself in the middle of the jungle somewhere right. in Central America, uh-huh. uh, surrounded by COVID. That's right. So and and and, and uh, limited hospitals for to, for which to treat it. <laughs> And so that's right. That'll be good. That'll be good. But uh, that's funny. So you're like, yeah, as long as we all say safe and village vigilant and do the right thing. Landon, have you been paying attention for the past two years? Safe and village vigilant has not been humanity's strong. Everybody point. has been safe and vigilant and everything has been good. Oh, my gosh. What a mess. <laughs> what a mess. Uh, but I'm glad you're I'm glad you're still here, Byron. So you don't Damn you don't right. have a uh, you don't have necessarily a solid timeline of when you're taking off. No. So we might. This is a possibility for this particular show. We might have a few other kind of home base shows happening in the coming weeks. That's and we've, right. we've got some ideas in the works for but that. We should. Yeah, let's we, we should do another adventure. Yeah, I think so, too. I uh, that was very fun. And um yeah, there's it, there's a million things, and there's also like like Santa Barbara is two hours away, San Diego is two hours away. Like these other great cities are yep. also very close, and it's just this beautiful drive to get there along the Pacific Ocean. Like we we we're very spoiled. We are being where we are. We are incredibly so spoiled. We're gonna we'll we'll, we'll cook up something in the old uh, camping chili pot. <laughs> That's it right. will not be camping or chili, <laughs> no. but you you go what I'm well, saying. Yeah, we'll get the idea. And I have a feeling that the next time you take off, it's gonna be for a while. So God it's willing, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably good to get some of the California stuff in here while you're here. That's right. Uh, I that's think that's right. a good idea. But in the meantime, in between time, Byron, where can people find mm. you and your content? Yes, at totally effing lost E F F N on all the social medias. Uh, it's just all great stuff. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, which I don't like that much, but it's on there. 
Uh, I'm. Can we talk about Facebook for a second? Sure. Sorry, I, I know we're wrapping up. No, let's uh, do it. You're, you're 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 staring at me, tapping your wrist. Um, Get out of here. I I've over the past three months, I've been getting a steady trickle of likes, an increase in likes. I've gone from about 300 likes on my Facebook page, totally effing lost, to about 875 now. Hmm. And I don't know if they're bots because I don't like Facebook. I think it's pretty evil, but I will use it to market myself of if course. necessary. Of course. Um, but it's just weird. Is it bots? I, I don't know where these people are seeing me, I don't know. where I'm popping up. I'm not advertising or anything. So it's just very strange. So are you just walking around randomly saying Russia, China, Russia, China into your phone? Yeah, just trying to get the algorithm to to pop up. So I don't know what's going on. But uh, to all my new Facebook bots, thank you for for following (laughs) liking. Uh, uh, I'm your number one fan as well. Um, but yeah, that's it. Website uh, at, uh, at www. Oh God, why am I spelling? Yep, totally w- effing lost. Www. Totally effing lost. Com. And uh, uh, yeah, hopefully going to add. I have a travel map where it shows all the places I've been, and hopefully we're, we're I will add to that in short order. All right, Byron. Well, uh, I'll see you next week. I'm going to see you tonight. That's right. We'll see all of you there we'll as well. At least the true, the true instant listeners, <laughs> who as soon as they get a notification that a new totally up and lost episode has popped up, like, they I, listen immediately. I, I gotta drop everything I'm doing to do this right now. Maybe there's a they're doing a live show tonight together. <laughs> yes. Uh, thanks, Byron. See you next time. Yo, we've been all around the world. Been all-